time for the Talking Flower segment on Real World Gardener. In the studio, I've got floral designer and educator Nadine Brown. How lovely to see you again, Nadine. Hi, Marianne. It's great to be here. Yes, and it's great to have you because we're going to be talking about what to look for when buying fresh flowers. <laughs> I'm sure that varies for every type of flower. For example, with sunflowers, I think I know that you have to look for the centre being as large as possible. Is that right? Yes, it is. And it does depend on the variety for sure. But it is something that I can see, um, you know, that uh, flower lovers but also florists m- make the mistake of maybe potentially buying their flowers not at their absolute premium freshness. So, yeah, we thought to just share that today on some some tips or things to look for so that you can buy the absolute freshest product. I guess the most obvious one is if there are any dried edges to the petals and the leaves. Yeah, well, you can tell when a flower is looking tired, you know, especially at the, at the supermarkets, dare I say it, you know, because they've they've been there a while or they've been, you know, mass produced somewhere and, and not really taken care of and, you know, sitting in a air-conditioned dark environment and things like that. So, but... A good way to check if your flowers are super fresh, and and I've been you know tricked I guess many times in the years, buying even from the flower markets because sometimes the growers will pick only on a certain day and then keep everything in a cool room for longer than they should. And really, essentially, what a cool room does is it's almost like um, it just freezes that flower in time. You know, it's it's a bit like Botox; <laughs> it just keeps them looking younger than they actually are. So when they get out of that environment they'll age a lot quicker. Now, with a cool room, I just thought, what temperature? Is it normally around about three degrees? or No, usually around around four to six is okay. about the optimum temperature for flowers if you're going to keep them in a cool room. But in saying that, I ran my business for 10 years without a cool room. So it is possible to run a really successful florist business without a cool room at all. It just means that you're buying more often and you're buying fresher and you're being very clever with the way that you buy and you're buying really fresh local product. But, you know, just checking checking the leaves for yellowing and often the bottom of the stem. So even if the flower looks amazing, the bottom of the stem will tell the true story. And if they're a little bit slimy... You know, if the if the leaves at the base or if the stem is a little bit slimy and, you know, mushy, if it's sort of a bit stinky, even though the flower might look amazing, which can often happen, that will often happen with a cool room, you know, the flower sort of is holding together, but the leaves and the bottom of the stems will actually tell the true story usually. Yeah, okay. I guess most people don't look at the stems straight away. No, they don't. And that's a good way to check. Um, another thing is petal drops, so things like, you know, delphinium or, you know, your softer flowers, larks, but things like that. If, uh, if you were to turn the flower upside down and, you know, you've got snow at your feet from petals, it, even though, the, again, the flower might look great, it just that little test will tell you whether the, the flower is a little bit older. Now, I was just thinking quite often I've seen bouquets of flowers in front of the supermarket. They are already in a posy of sorts and mm. they've got this paper so you can't really look at the stem. Mm. Uh, I suppose the only way then to to uh, judge is to look at the actual flower. Yeah, I mean you can tell uh, if it's wilty, you know, if it's soft, especially with a rose, you can just give it a little pinch oh, on yeah. that you know that fuller area of the rose and give it a little pinch if there's resistance it's nice and fresh if it's quite soft then it's aged and it's not going to last as long so 
just like us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit firmer, or a little bit softer, as I guess. <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, that we we've talked about Vasa Life before, but really it comes down to obviously buying the freshest product you can, and obviously if you're growing it, you're growing your own flowers. You know, considering what time of day you actually pick your flowers is another thing too. Yes, I I know I've been told to pick them in the morning, but quite often I don't know something I forget, and then I go, oh, I should have picked that flower, and it's now mid afternoon, and I pick it anyway. But yeah, it doesn't last long. Yeah, they're just like us; they get tired and and dehydrated in the afternoon. So the best time to pick anything, especially hydrangeas, roses, um, flowers of of that nature. First thing in the morning is when they're most hydrated from the cool attempts at night and the, and the moisture in the air, and and then treating them as soon as you can. So whether that's a recut or a scald or whatever you you know different techniques that you can use and different conditioning techniques, um, and get them into fresh cool water as soon as you can. Don't sort of um, you know leave them for any length of time if you don't recut the stem and they've and they've been left out of water for even five to ten minutes the 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 bottom of the stem actually starts to seal up it's protecting itself it doesn't want to lose any more moisture than it than it needs to so uh, if you were to put that then in water without recutting it's almost like a blocked straw and you'll find that the flowers will will deteriorate or wilt a lot quicker so always just recutting right before you pop them in water and is it is it a myth that you need to recut sunflowers in water, like underwater? You cut it. Under- I have heard that, but I haven't. I haven't really f- had the need to do that. I think from what I've read and and heard over the years, it's it allows there to um, or you're reducing that air bubble that would potentially be created. But in my experience, I haven't seen that make any massive difference in regards to okay. the longevity. And I was just also thinking that I know that sometimes I use secateurs and if the blades aren't sharp, they end up squashing the stem mm. a little bit, which is probably not that good. It's better to use flower snips or Yes, scissors. it is. Even if, you, even if you've just first cut in the garden that way, but then when you bring your, you know, come back inside to, to arrange your flowers, that you make sure that you always strip the foliage off the end. That's something that I needed to always recommend as well because any foliage under the water under the water level will then um, turn the water filthy really quickly it just puts bacteria in the water um, but then just giving them a recut with your with your sharper flower snips before you design with them is probably a, you know if if you were you know you've got your cutters you've got your secateurs in your hand you're not necessarily going to go and get your different ones your, your sharper cutters but once you get inside and you start arranging or designing, oh, recut them then, or with a floral knife. A floral knife works really well too. Oh, I haven't heard about a floral knife. I know what I know. Oh. <laughs> They're a bit similar to a pocket knife that a lot of designers actually prefer to use a floral knife and you just, uh, I can't really show obviously no. show you the technique, but um, it's a little bit like if you were using a knife to take a piece of an apple. Oh. off to eat it it's sort of that same kind of flip with your thumb and um that actually gives a really sharp cut on a on a stem okay and with with the leaves 
you mentioned that you take off the leaves, but do you just strip them off or do you cut them off? Because I'd imagine if you stripped some, you might actually accidentally pull off some of the stem. Which I don't know. Yeah, sometimes off. that can happen. Uh, there is actually a tool called a rose stripper that we use in the industry, obviously, to take the thorns off roses mostly. Yeah. And I think if, you've, if you're a rose gardener and grower, then 100% get yourself a, a, rose. a rose stripper. Uh, makes life very easy. But you can also just do that with, again, your floral knife or just the blade of your cutters um, to take the – but I will just often strip it just with my hands. You can usually strip the strip the foliage off. And um, if you do want your – say for your hydrangeas to actually last longer as well, if you take off all of the foliage, you'll find that then the flower lasts longer because all the energy now is just going to the flower instead of it also feeding all the leaves as well. So – if you flower, you want your sort of hydrangea flowers to stay a little bit more perky. That's a good tip. That certainly is. And but I always think that I need to leave some leaves. That I don't need to do that. Oh, I I love leaves on mm. on plants too. So and and when I'm designing, I often use the foliage of the of the flowers to be part of the design. Um, but if you say, for instance, you had a, a really lovely little jug and you were keeping your hydrangeas quite short and low to the jug, do you know what I mean? Yes. So the flowers are sitting right on the top of the vessel. You don't necessarily need to have foliage for that. A design can look really gorgeous, you know, four or five stems of hydrangeas packed into that lovely dome um, with no foliage at all can be really beautiful and you'll find that they last a lot longer. Um, same with your sunflowers, you know, they've got such heavy heads and they can wilt so quickly. And, you know, we buy them from the growers in the markets and, you know, they're over a metre tall. And the grower is obviously very proud of these beautiful big sunflowers, but they're almost impossible for us to use as designers because of the weight of the flower. They'll just last only really a day. Whereas if you cut them down, remove those leaves, have them quite short in a jug or short in a design, they can last for a couple of weeks. Wow. That's a big difference, really. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Well, there we have it. That's some great tips on how to uh, or what to look for when buying fresh flowers. Once again, Nadine, it's been a joy having you in the studio. Thanks so much, Marianne. You know, I love talking flowers. I do. <laughs>